Welcome to episode 26 of the I Want to Party with Bob podcast. Wow, I made it through a half a year's worth of podcasts. Basically, 26 is half of 52, right? And 52 is the length of a year as we know it. Yeah, that's good. All right. Halfway there. Halfway to the year point, you know, which is usually kind of the make or break for podcasts is if you can make it a year, then you've got something going on, I, I guess. I don't know. It's all downhill from here or uphill. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Something like that. I'm proud that I made it this far. I'll tell you what. I'm, I love this shit. This is great. Like, I'm having the time of my life doing this podcast, talking to the people that I talk to, talking about the stuff that I talk about. Really, really happy. I'm learning a lot and having a ton of fun doing it. So, yeah, here we are. Great. So, speaking of fun, okay. This is the last episode in the series of Fest 18-related podcasts that I've done throughout the month of November, and we're really going out in style with this one with a talk that I had with John of Dead Bars at Fest 18. The song at the beginning. Now, this is from the Dead Bars, their latest record, Regulars, and the title of that song was Freaks, just a snippet of that song, basically. I did kind of extend that one a little bit longer than I typically do and I'll tell you why because I fucking love that song that's why yeah I wanted to keep listening to the whole thing there will be a full song at the very end I'll get into that in a little bit so you're only going to be hearing from me at the very beginning I'm not going to come back and do uh, an exit part or anything like that so yeah this is good stuff the oh yeah by the way the album regulars was released in May of 2019 so I and by the way as well I'd highly advise you to get it. It's a fucking fantastic record. It is so, so good. Now, uh, as we normally do here, we, being I, being me, being Bob, thank you very much on the I Want to Party with Bob Bobcast. What beer am I drinking tonight? Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, good. Thank you for asking. You're very kind. Uh, tonight, I'm drinking Plan 9 Beer Company's Robot Monster. And this is a hazy IPA that weighs in at a slightly hefty 7.1%. Oh, let's have a little sip. See how, let's see how this goes. I've already had a little, but shh, don't tell anybody. Oh, God damn. Yeah, it's so, it's really, truly good. I haven't had a bad beer from Plan 9 yet. And I've kind of sampled most of his beers or their beers, I should say. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Not a fan of the after effect of the IPA. I'm only having like one glass of it, by the way, though, because I love the way IPAs taste. I do. I really, really do. Do you love that bitterness? Oh, yeah. See, the bitterness kind of creeped up on me. And it's not, this one's pretty smooth and not very bitter. It's, but it does have that characteristic IPA kind of flavor. This one's good. It just, they kick me in the butt. The next day, I am hurting. Usually, for, if I drink more than like a couple IPAs, I am hurting the next day. So I'm only having one, You just for the record. I'm just going to state that, you know, just uh, keeping it clean here on the I Want to Party with Bob podcast. Yeah, but uh, fuck, this is a great beer. I, I have not met a beer from Plan 9 that I do not like yet, to state that for the record. So here we go. Uh, tonight is brought to you in part by Plan 9 Ale House of Escondido, California, and also Red Brontosaurus Records of San Diego, California. You'll hear a little bit more about Red Brano. Uh, about midway through the podcast, so stay tuned for that. Now, let's talk about Dead Bars. Okay, that's why we're here, is Dead Bars. I was introduced to Dead Bars back in March of 2016. Now, Tilt Wheel 
had three shows booked in the Pacific Northwest, which is kind of like Oregon and Washington area of the United States. And we had a show with Dead Bars at a place called The No in Portland, Oregon, and then at the Victory Lounge in Seattle, Washington. And I had never heard Dead Bars before this. So, uh, by the way, Seattle is also the hometown of the Dead Bars. I was pretty blown away by Dead Bars right off the bat. The first show at The No, I did watch them. And then at Victory Lounge, their hometown show. Holy shit. Yeah, like the place went nuts for them. And I'll tell you why. Because they are a phenomenal band. There's something really struck me about them right off the bat, seeing them, especially at Victory Lounge in Seattle. Not just the fact that John and CJ, who was playing drums at the time in Dead Bars, now he plays guitar, how incredibly nice both of those guys are. And, you know, they were in the band then, they're in the band now, both those guys. How, I mean, just stupendously nice, like stupid nice. The guy, they're great dudes, like truly great dudes. Another side note about Dead Bars that hits close to home for me, both John and CJ are from New Jersey. Uh, yeah, a little Jersey, eh? Okay, uh, let's go down and get a hoagie. No, wait, oh no, what do they call them? Torpedoes? Yeah, I haven't, you know, okay. Here I go on and on about how I'm from New Jersey and all this, and I don't even know what they call their goddamn, you know, sandwiches in New Jersey. Okay, yeah, that's, that's just great. Uh, some Jersey boy I am, huh? Okay, so... <laughs> Yeah, let's get back to talking about Ted Bars instead of my uh, poor remembrances of my home state of New Jersey. What I carried away from those Dead Bar shows, one thing that really stuck in my mind about them is John is truly, he's a great frontman. I think so. I, I, I like to watch him. I usually don't pay much attention to the, like the front people in a band. I'm a drummer, so I always watch the drummer. Or... I'm like interested in guitar. I'm like, yeah, my son plays guitar. He's six. He's taking lessons, right? I'm like, yeah, I, oh, I'm, I'm curious. Maybe I should take lessons. It'd be really cool if I knew how to play guitar. It'll never fucking happen because I'm a dipshit, but the thought is always there. So, you know, or I watch. So my point is, yeah, let's get to the point. I like to watch the drummer and I also like to watch like the guitar player and see what they're doing just to watch how they noodle around and stuff like that. Don't normally pay too much attention to the front people, no matter what. John is an exception. The dude has charisma. He has presence. Like, he's out there, and he's just, like, the, like, normalist, average Joe, like, nice dude, okay? The other thing I notice about Dead Bars, when they play, they put their all into it. There's a, they have a lot of energy. They're just, they're really kind of just doing their thing. And giving it their all. And that's always a huge plus for me for any band, I would definitely say. The the other thing, and really the main thing, you know, not just how much energy. A band can put a million amps. How, how do you describe energy? In, it's their music. The music of Dead Bars is the most solid, best thing about the band. The music just fucking rules. I mean, they are a great, great band. The songs. I mean, all the songs... They're tight, man. They are so, so good. And the songs feel big to me. Like, really, I don't want to say, like, they shouldn't be playing in smaller clubs or something like that. You know, oh, these guys should be, like, playing in arena. But that's how it kind of feels to me. Their songs all have this kind of epic, like, just big feeling. And that's interesting to say, like, for, like, a more or less, like, a punk band, 
they they're definitely more of like a punk rock band to me to where the songs have that like kind of like almost arena rock edge it's not really you know i don't want to say that you got to listen and decide for yourself you know you heard a, a little bit of a song at the beginning there'll be another song at the very end of the podcast judge for yourself i always say that for sure highly recommend this band without a doubt but to me they just feel larger a little bit larger than life i would say that really comes on strong for me on their newest record on regulars the songs are so good so well crafted so strong and so big they really are every single one of them just feel really big to me that they're great songs too i mean really really great songs okay so since that little you know long weekend tilt wheel did in the pacific northwest i have been fortunate enough to encounter dead bars at several different shows throughout several different places kind of all over the place we played with them several times we played with them at i don't know if we actually played with them at awesome fest i shouldn't say that they've been there and i've seen them at awesome fest yeah we actually i don't know ooh, we might have played with them a couple years ago Nah, never mind whatever that's kind of beside the point uh, most recently, we did play the same show with them at Fest 18, and we did a pre-fest show with them in St. Petersburg, Florida at Lucky You Tattoo, and that was great. So it's always a pleasure to hang out and talk to John and CJ, see him play live. Always great. Like If they come through your town and they do tour quite a bit, go see them. It's a great live show. They're great dudes. John's always hanging out at the merch booth. That's going to come out in the interview part later. So if you ever want to talk to John, guaranteed if they're not playing he is probably hanging out at the merch booth which is such a rad thing to me so yeah super cool highly recommend them all right so let's get on to the interview with john but there is one more thing before i get to that i know i always have to get in the last word but i wanted to say something now before i talk to john for this interview even though we had played with them several times i don't know i didn't know too much about dead bars you know other than what i kind of mentioned above as far as playing with them and stuff like that i really came out of this interview with a new newfound respect for john and for the band period there is such a passion and a drive for what they do you know especially with john a very passionate man uh, the rest of the band that he has now that's i mean you it it translates very well to them playing playing live i'm detecting a pattern here with a lot of the bands that i've talked to on this podcast of having that same drive that same passion for their bands for their music that is so refreshing to see in a world of you know passionless robots that kind of just sit around looking at their phones all day these people these people in these bands especially like john at dead bars and dead bars period they're out there just fucking knocking people's socks off every night and it that is so insanely rad that spirit that passion it is so good now here's the thing i think john summed it up sums it up i should say really good in the interview that comes up where he's talking about being in a band and what it is to be in a band and this i'm going to slightly paraphrase this maybe I think the quote from him is, I didn't join a band to just sit around. Dead Bars does not just sit around. They're busy, they tour, they put out new stuff all the time. They work their asses off, and that is a beautiful thing. So, getting on, 
the interview comes up first. Halfway through, we're going to have a word from Red Brontosaurus Records. Then the conclusion of the interview. And lastly, one of what I feel to be the most epic songs of Dead Bars, a song called You Never Left off of the insanely good Regulars full-length album. I'll post some Dead Bars links where you can see all their stuff, where you can buy their stuff on the website after this. Uh, you know what? Huge thanks to John for the opportunity to talk to you, do this interview, and just thanks for being a rad dude and you know always being a friendly guy to see when we play with you or if we're playing near you or whatever. You're cool, man. So thanks. I just want to say thank you, John, for the interview, and thanks for being who you are. Now that concludes, that wraps up Fest Month for me in the Fest 18 series, a podcast that I did. I hope you enjoyed them as much as I did experiencing them. Experiencing Fest 18, you know, talking to all these super rad people that I got the chance to talk to. Thank you all. I love you all. You guys are the shit. You guys are the best. And I would just say to close that out, in the language of my people, shit has been tight. Don't forget, rate, subscribe, review, and especially enjoy these podcasts. I hope you do. I really do. Thank you. And here is Dead Bars. Okay, I'm here with John of Dead Bars at Fest 18 in Gainesville, Florida. Hi, John. Hey, what's up? So what do you do in Dead Bars? I am the vocalist, singer, mostly songwriter of the band Dead Bars. Do you write you write the uh, like guitar stuff and everything like that, too? Yeah, most, most of the songs come from uh, guitar and vocals that were written on, like, an acoustic guitar that then... You know, the core of the song is verse, chorus, mostly the bridge. A lot of the lead guitar parts, too, um, especially on the earlier stuff, yeah, was all kind of written by me. No kid, I had no yeah. idea. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. It does seem like um, maybe you have not necessarily uh, a revolving door of guitar players, but you have had a few different guitar players through the years, would you say? Yeah, we, we've, we've, had, we've had a bunch of different... Uh, musicians kind of come and and go, but basically the, it's kind of started as a as a solo project. It's kind of how the whole thing started. I had been recording um, songs for fun. I always played drums in bands before, and I was a little bit disillusioned after a while of being a drummer and really wanting to, you know really push a band and then got to be a little bit more creative yeah, like yeah. write songs well, getting to a point with, like getting to a point with a band where you feel really confident about what you're doing and then the next logical step is put out a record go on tour and it always got to a point where there was always discussions about doing things like that in previous bands and it never we never ended up doing those stuff because the singer didn't want to do it or the guitar player and i realized i was like if i'm going to be a drummer i have not that much control over the future of the band so i was like the only the only way i can you know kind of keep keep growing and the growing the way that i want is if i become you know like a leader of the band i didn't know that i was going to be a singer or maybe i would play guitar i mean i i was just like i'm just going to start my own band that's what it was it wasn't like i want to be a singer it's just like i'm gonna start my own band i could have maybe been the drummer but this was just like i'm gonna have some fun write some songs, and I basically, probably about three years of just kind of writing kind of like bedroom demos type thing. How, how old were you when all that went down, when you started doing I that? I started playing guitar when I was probably like 22. I did not know how to play 
at all. Uh, I would just do the one string. I kind of knew a little bit about music, so I knew like what like what were the were the where the progressions. You kind of knew like which string was which, like A, yeah, B, C, yeah, D, yeah, or whatever. That yeah, so thing. I had like kind of like progressions that I was like, okay, this is like if I start here and go here, it'll sound like this. And if I do it in either key, you know, like I kind of figured out like the 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 really simple like three or four chord songs. Oh, so gotcha, basically. Gotcha. Um, what ended up happening is, yeah, so I was probably like 22, and probably between 22 and 25, I just sat around trying to write songs, honestly, with n- really no intention of playing live ever. Maybe. I mean. Really? No. You didn't have any intention? Like, I mean, you kind of alluded like, well, you, this is doing it this way is the way maybe I can put out a record, go on tour. But when you first started, you were like, well, I'm just going to write these songs and kind of see what happens kind of thing. The thing is, is I really still <laughs> wanted to be a drummer. Like, I wanted to have my own band where I was kind of in charge so that I could maybe control the 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 direction of like, hey, no, we're going to go on this tour. Oh, you know? okay, but okay, gotcha, I, gotcha. So I wanted my own band where I was kind of making the decisions. But then I realized, I was like, you know what? Even if I'm the leader of a band as a drummer, if the lead singer doesn't want to do a tour, I'm not going to get a replacement like singer for a tour. That's tough. You know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so I was yeah. like, oh, I kind of have to they like be like the dead Kennedys of today, which totally sucks, kind of oh, thing, right? So well, you can't change a lead singer. Is like that's like super well, that, gnarly. Well, to that's do. what I'm saying. Like, there's so many examples of where that works horribly wrong. <laughs> right. You know. So totally, I was like, all totally. right, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna be a front man. Like I never really thought about doing that. Never. I was. I messed around with a band uh, when I was like um, 18 with some high school friends. That was like kind of hardcore, not singing, totally like screaming. You know. So I did some front man stuff, but never trying to like write songs. It was actually songwriting. Like, actually like, kind of sing and stuff too. Well, yeah. Right? The guys would write riffs, and then I would like do some like kind of uh, you know, kind of like screamy stuff over it. But yeah, essentially, so yeah, started Dead Bars as just like a bedroom kind of solo project. A friend from my job at, at my work basically heard kind of the demos that I was working on over the course of the years. And he was like, man, you should really put a band together. You should really like play a show. And But it, up to that point, it was just all you. Pretty there was much, nobody you, else. Exactly. Really. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It was like, I think I had six songs that I worked on over three years. I could. Wow. So it's like wow. six songs over three years. Uh, that was probably 2010. Oh, so, that yeah. wasn't that terribly long. It wasn't ago. that I mean, long ago. The band, well, really. the band started like when we started playing live was 2013. But from 2010 to 2013 is when all that stuff kind of started. And a friend from my work was like, "Hey, you should really think about playing this live." And I talked. I had a lot of musician friends at work, and I basically was like, "Okay, we're going to play one show. You guys are going to learn the songs. It's going to just going to be like, hey, this is really fun. This is awesome, you know. Um, and we're just going to do this once, and that's it." And we ended up playing, like, a really packed show, and people were really excited about it. And some people knew the songs because they had heard it through, like, oh, I heard you're working on this this material. Oh, okay. And it okay. ended up being really encouraging because probably about ten people, which isn't a ton, but probably about ten people came up to me after that show and said, you should really think about, like, making this a band. And I said, like well. Like a full-time yeah. thing. Like, hey, you should do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, should yeah, do this. And, it, this. and the thing was is the people that I played with that original show, they didn't sign up for that. They they were they just thought it's a one off. Yeah. We're gonna play this and then we're done and cool. It's fun, but yeah, yeah, whatever. Exactly. So. so I was like, okay, now there's a different challenge. Now instead of just asking to try to like find a couple people to play one show, now I'm like, okay, now I gotta try to put a band together. So long story short, um, a mutual friend 
introduced me to CJ, who's still in the band. He plays guitar now. Guitar he, now, yeah, yeah. But he, he was originally drummer. was yeah, a drummer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he yeah. played drums, and I was like, "You're not doing anything right now. I really like what you've done before. I'm gonna send you some songs. Are you interested in playing drums in, in Dead Bars? Because it's not a band right now. We played one show, but I really want to make it a band. And I'm trying to find people essentially, because the guys that I was playing with were just like. We're not really down to keep like doing no this. no no we don't want to yeah. keep doing a band we're it, like yeah, it was just yeah, it yeah. was just I'm gonna help you out for that one show but CJ basically heard the songs he's like these are pretty good band and he's like I'm not gonna join your band but I really need to practice playing drums so I will basically come and like jam with you like which, practice playing my drums yeah. while we're jamming on yeah, these songs. yeah exactly which was not like that I'm your drummer but exactly like, so yeah. that was kind of his way I guess of like being able to get out of the band if he didn't like it but essentially sure, sure. it's an out a from, little bit yeah from yeah. that point on he was the he was like the drummer and then we kind of had some friend uh just a bunch of friends fill in and you asked about guitar player stuff so basically it was literally some of those people that were at that first show stayed on for a little bit and the thing about guitar players at least in my experience is if you know they kind of want to do their own thing, right? And like, oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. they're pretty independent dudes. Yeah, for and sure. the, or, or very, very early you know, ladies, on, however you want to say yeah, it. So very early on, I was just like, no, this is how the guitar parts go, you know. And like, I was kind of like, because there were like my songs, you know. I was like, this is how it this goes. This is your band. Yeah. The whole idea, the whole thing is like, this is John's band. Yeah, like, it started. I mean, however you want to say it, it, you know. It, yeah, it started off like that, and I think that initially, when you asked like, why did we go through a lot of guitar players? Like, at least initially. I think it was because I was unwilling to, like, let other people uh, kind of add their own kind of style. Because I was really like, no, this has to, we have to represent what is in my brain here. And I don't even. Well, you're kind of like what, I mean, I hate to say it's a, such a kind of st stupid word, I think, in some ways. But what your vision was, it right? Was, I mean, more or less. Yeah, it's I, the, it sounds like that might be a, a good way to say that. Yeah, in some I, ways, right? I like, think you had an idea. This is the way I want this song to be. This is, like, the riff I have in my head. I don't want you to fuck with that. I just want you to play it kind of the way I want you to play it. And if you're not cool with that, well, sorry, that's the way it is. Is I mean, is that fair to say, would you I think, say? I think in some respects, yes, um, especially with guitar players, for sure. Um, and I've I learned how to let go a little bit of that over the years. Sure, because it'd be hard to keep people around if yeah. you're like, hey, dude, don't play it any different way i mean unless if you're like literally just paying the guy like here you go you know i'm paying you to be in my band but if they're because anybody that plays music is creative in general and they have ideas i would would you agree with that i mean would you say yeah and i think what it was was more of i was insecure about it and i just wanted people to i was never a front man i never was a songwriter and to even call myself that was like laughable so you know i was really self-conscious and the only way i could like i wanted to f succeed or fail with the thing that was in my head you know oh, which is like, okay, okay, i was just like okay, this is how okay. it's gonna be and i think i'm picturing it a little bit differently in my head the way that the way i'm like sorting out what you're saying you know as far as i okay that makes that makes more sense because you don't seem like a guy to me like i've dealt with you many times through the years you know over the last like three or four years especially and I've never felt like that's a hard guy to deal with, like a guy like, no, you're going to do it my way or that's all there is to it. You're, you don't seem like that kind of guy at no, all to it, me. And that's, the, and that's the hard part is like, yeah, um, I mean, like, and then CJ's basically been in the band for a long time uh, as well. 
Uh, and he left it for a little like bit. Sounds like almost since the beginning, yeah, basically, no, totally. right? Yep, yeah, since show number two. He still he still considers, when he talks about it, he's just like, when I joined Dead Bars. But really, like I said, it was just supposed to be that one show. And then from right, the next show, right. he was in the band. So, like, I consider him, like, founding member. But That kind of is like your – that maybe you did play that first show. Were you called – actually called Dead Bars yeah, on we that first show? Yeah, we were called Dead Bars for you the did? first show. So yeah. you picked the name, I had the name I had the name five years before, before we started the band. I was just like, if wow. I ever start my, I said if I ever start my this own, this is band, what I want to call it. Yeah, yeah. No kidding, yep. really. Now, yeah, why, I mean, why the name Dead Bars? What's is it like? It sounds. Yeah, like? I remember going out with some friends in college, and they wanted to go to some place that was like more like a dance kind of party. Yeah, so I was just like, you know what? I don't fucking want to go to a, a place where people or there's a lot of people. I want to go to a dead bar, and I said that, and I was like, huh. Like that. I never, That's a good yeah, I, band I never name. said that. I like that. I, I want to go to a dead bar. I just want to sit around and talk to my friends, drink some beers, and hang out. And I remember, like, okay, that's a good band name. I don't really have a band where that band name fits, so I'm just gonna save it. You know, I'm just gonna like, save good, it for man. Them. I like that. I like that. The the, I I kind of envisioned something like that. Like you were, oh, you're. I I what my my thought about what dead bars meant was more like from playing shows maybe you guys had a different name before or something like that and you're like oh we got another show at this fucking dead bar <laughs> you know like there's nobody's gonna be there blah 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 because you know when a band yeah, starts out like it's hard at first but nah that's that's awesome that's actually great <laughs> we good a, we were saying in in the band with touring you know it's just like whatever one dead bar at a time <laughs> you know and like you know because you you've done you you've know exactly what i'm talking about right, probably your, right. lis- your listeners do as well but you know sometimes it's just you gotta you gotta rock the room that you're given and <laughs> and see where see where you take where you take it from there but, but yeah. It, yeah i mean it's some yeah it's some, i mean at at very did you guys do um pretty good around was it seattle where you guys started out yeah we started off in seattle i think the first show was 2013 the second show was kind of in the summer of 20. 20- 13 i think it was spring was the first show of 2013 then we took like probably two or three months off you know to like get a band together so i'd be like okay we're gonna do this uh for real quote unquote for real whatever right that right, meant. right um and yeah we played in seattle played probably f- five or six shows that year and then we decided to make like a demo of the six songs that I had and redo. I had all demos just where I played everything on them. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think maybe some of the people were like, well, we could just release what you already have because it's already done. And I was like, I don't want, I really didn't want it to be a solo project. I was like, no, I want to be. Yeah, in a now band. you have a band. Yeah. You have it like an actual band at yeah. this point. So, so I was like, well, let's just have, let's just redo all the songs and like have the, the rest of the guys play on it. Long story short, I ended up playing guitar and bass on that on that record. Uh, we had my friend from work play lead guitar, and then I played rhythm guitar, bass. CJ played drums, and then I sang. So really, I mean, there's only another guy besides CJ. Yeah, it's on just that a three of you, basically. Yeah, so, yeah. And long, like I said, long story short, it was just like I didn't feel comfortable or confident in the playing, and we didn't have any time. We had no money, so I was like. This we I was like we have to get this done today, and I was just like I can play these parts, so I'm just gonna do it. Oh, you gotcha, know? gotcha. Okay, so gotcha, that's kind of gotcha. how, how we did it. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like everything's been it's a it's a journey. It's a real. You know, oh yeah, like, oh you yeah, know, it you, is you, from start to you know to, how it is. To like I mean, even whatever just point t- you're at, talking it about is. this is amazing to think about. Like because now you're going down memory lane a little bit. You're like, oh yeah, I did. It. I mean, and maybe you don't think about it all the time, but it 
it kind of when you start talking about it, it really brings back how you felt at the time and like oh, uh, yeah. what your inspiration was or however you want to say it. I mean, it really uh, it just brings back all those memories, good and bad. And it's kind of overwhelming in some ways. Would you would you say like, yeah, thinking about the history of your band? Totally. I it's mean, like it gets pretty gnarly and heavier. Like, wow. Like how many members has Tilt Will have? Oh, jeez, dude. Um, I yeah, I'll have to get back to you on that because yeah. my math oh. skills are bad right now. But I would say probably at least, at least like twenty something yeah. more or less. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you're kind of remembering. Like, wait, what year was this? Who was with us? What tour was that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's the. I will say that what's really cool about all the 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 folks that have kind of come on and, and have been this is the same band for the last two years which is amazing i mean we have is that the longest line yeah this is the first time had? in six we played fest six years this is the first time we're the same lineup played twice two two years no kidding yeah. wow so and i feel like that's a big busy big accomplishment uh, yeah, yeah yeah i mean you had uh yeah, regulars came out how long ago did regulars come out your, regulars your came record, out um, in may of, in may of 2019. 2019 um and you've been touring, I mean, fairly decent amount. 2019's been a kind of a busy year for you guys, wouldn't you, would you say? Yep. So probably, yeah. I mean, we have actually probably clocked in less days than we did in other years of touring. But we've gone more places and hit a lot more of the fests and the bigger shows. So okay. that's, I think, okay. what it was is, like, we really – I said, okay, this is what I want to do this year. I want to go here, 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 and here. We can either do a really long tour, like, one – because it's, like, we all work full-time, and, you know, it's just, like – It's hard not, to get away. It's well, it's just, when you're we, working, it's We probably hard, could yeah. have done a big tour, and we've done it before. It's not like we haven't. But I was like, also, let me pitch this to you guys. Do you want to just do a bunch of shorter things, and we can cover a lot more ground? And then oh, just, like, and do a lot more, and get out and see a lot more people, and like yeah. play way more. Yeah, yeah. That's so that's we basically great. are doing. This is like our fifth or sixth kind of week long tour where oh, we just yeah. like kind of gotcha. Bust Instead in, of one like two out. month long or month long tour or something like exactly. that, exactly. You're spreading it, it out. So. Exactly. It was a different model. Uh, we. We're, because honestly, when an album comes out, you want to hit all the spots, you know that you know you that n you know people are coming out to where people like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys have are seasoned enough to know where you're you're gonna have a good show and where people are gonna come out to see you and stuff like that. You've been doing it long enough. It seems to me uh, that you you kind of know where to go, where the best places to go are. You're getting to that point, I think. It seems like, anyways. What it is is just trying to do a band where the goal is to be in this band for thir the next like for the rest of my life and, and everybody okay. kind of feels okay. that way so that was another question too it's like what's your goal with yeah. that bars i mean well, is, is the that goal it? is well yeah i mean the goal is to, to i don't want to burn myself out i don't want to burn the rest of the band out so when we come to the table we really are like what does everybody feel comfortable doing and if somebody says I don't want to do anything, you know that's not an acceptable answer to me. If we're putting on an sure, album, sure, sure, because you, you want to stay busy, you yeah. want to play. If we're putting I mean, on an you album, you want, I want to. Yeah, I mean, why else are we doing this, right? So, right, right. You not know, so wanna, you can sit in your living room and listen to your own record with like five of your friends or something. Like you want to get out and like, like you do. I mean, you have fun. Everybody I've talked to. You know, oh, what are you doing right now, Bob? Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go talk to John from Dead Bars. Oh yeah, John's rad. Yeah, I love him. He's awesome, man. The Dead Bars is great, and it's like completely random people. So, 
I, what I'm saying, like, you have reached a lot of, like, different people from different groups of, of my friends and however, however you want to say it, from all over the country, really, you know. So yeah, it's kind that's of, an accomplishment, man. I, of, congratulations. I would I, say that's great. You I know? appreciate that. I yeah, mean, I, yeah. the only thing I can think is that when we show, I hope that when we show up, we put on a good show. I hope that. Oh, we make always, some- I'd, I would say always. I, I love watching <laughs> you guys play. Yeah. You're a good you. dude. If for a guy who started out with no intention of being like a front man from the first time I saw you guys, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that dude's good. Like, he's a good front man. Like, he's got presence. You know, he's got a very beautiful um, ass. And <laughs> um, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> it's best. Um, yeah, I am a little still drunkish you know from last night so i'm working on it i'm not working on what i was where i was at last night but uh you know i'm I'm, uh i'm getting to a good place here so no but i I, you you have uh you have a certain amount of charisma when you're on stage to me where you sound good you know you're into it you're having a good time and it that show you know it's like you're not some dude like ah yeah eh, we're dead bars here's a couple songs you know you're like no. you do good man that's all that's all i well, want to say really is you do a good job i think I, so thank you and honestly like i think i have to like take this opportunity to you know thank the rest of the group right now that's been in the band for you know like i said like two years now with, with us and like this is um the best people that i've played with um probably ever and also just the nicest people, some of my best friends. And so John Odo plays bass. He goes by Odo. Uh, Elliot Thorderson, he's the uh, guitar player, usually stage right. Uh, Ian McCutcheon, he's been playing drums with us for a while. And then CJ moved from drums to guitar a couple years ago. Cool. cool. Well, you saved and me a question because so I was going to ask no, no, you who please, is the band ab- right now. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. So. And I, if, if that's where, if we want to talk more ab- about that, too. But, I mean, in addition, I just want to say in addition to – that I think part of why you see us um, getting out more and being uh, more present and us looking like we're able to, you know, it seems like we're building a little bit more. Is because I, think so. I think so, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I had to so. take away some of the, like, tour managing stuff. I, I, I was doing everything. Like I said, sure, I wanted this to be sure. my band. And yeah, then you, I yeah. realized, like, at some point you burn out, you have to ask for help. You, ha- you have to. You Otherwise, have to. you can't focus on what you do best, and that is being the John who sings for Dead Bars, more or less, you know, the le- the front man or whatever, the leader of Dead Bars. But you have to relinquish some of that, uh, those massive loads of, like, work that being running a band is because it's a ton of work. So It's it's so much work, and, like, you know, we're we're a DIY band. We, have, we work with record labels to put out albums, um, but we have – you know, nobody else uh, helping us booking. We have nobody helping us with any management. So really what it is was I was doing so much of the management side of the, side of the band that I just really was losing kind of en- – I was just burning out. And sure, I talked sure, to sure. the band and I said, I need help in these areas. Like, can anybody, you know, step in? And I, I – the hero of, of the band the last couple of years has been John Odo, the bassist, because – like all the tour managing and stuff like that. Like I can do a lot of the other stuff, dealing with the labels and talking to bookers. And like I book the tours, so like cool. I, okay. you know, that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'll do all that stuff. But when it comes to getting on the road, doing the the rentals, doing the driving, dealing with the money stuff, it's just like you know I have someone else kind of helping me with that, and oh, and everybody good. helps okay, out good. in, in good, other good, ways. Good. 
uh, too. But what I'm saying is, yeah, like does somebody else help you do like it, like T-shirts or something yeah. like that? I noticed about you, like the last couple we played with you tonight, and then we played with you on Wednesday earlier this week, mm-hmm. that you were the like the main. You were at the merch table when you weren't playing. You were the guy standing at the merch table, like, and then a couple guys would kind of come and go, but. I'd always look over and go, oh, John's over their T-shirts. Like, John's like, I was like, yeah, dude, he's like, he's on it. He's the man right there. So, so let me let me put that <laughs> into perspective a little bit. So I completely agree. I mean, like, there's no reason to not be present at the merch table. People want to talk, especially, like, if you're the singer, like, people want to talk to you. Like, so I'm always there, hope, hopefully, like, you know, just even if they don't buy anything, like, just, like, meet They people. just want to come up and shoot the shit yeah, and meet, meet, meet you and say, hey, like, I love your guys' last record, you know, and talk to you for a little bit. Yeah, whatever. I mean, so. I met so many people that have helped us with uh, touring connections or, or anything just from hanging out at the merch table. So I really like just going there. I like meeting people at shows. I like just talking about music. It doesn't even need to be about dead bars or anything. But um, to put it all in perspective, like, my favorite band uh, – Oh, since I was a kid, pretty much has been the Bouncing Souls, and like we were lucky enough. Oh, to, like, sure, yeah. Open, okay, uh, we're gonna get to the Jersey connection here right, in a little right. bit. Well, so we can, we'll, <laughs> well, after that, but we were we were opening for them in New Jersey. We got asked to open their 30th anniversary. Oh yeah, you did. Show, yes, yes, which is like yes, okay, yes. like that is going. It was with Strike Anywhere and the Explosion. Dead Bars was opening. Oh, so dude, that's put a this crazy all in perspective. Show. We have a merch area that's in the front of the venue that is like kind of separate from the showroom so sure, it's like in this sure, separate sure. area yeah and i'm there we played and then i go right to merch and i'm there all night long because i want to be a representative of dead bars and like you know unfortunately I, i'm not in the showroom watching and it goes to like where bouncing souls are about to play yeah, yeah. and i was going to go watch them but i was out at merch before they started and my whole band was backstage and they were i guess the souls do this like kind of pre-show like huddle thing and they were doing their huddle and then they were they grabbed the rest of dead bars because we we're all backstage and they're okay or they, the rest of dead bars was, yeah not you not, you were up front I, exactly i was merch, in yeah. merch and they grabbed dead bars <laughs> and they're like you're a part of this like thank you so much for playing they, they grabbed everyone and like wow. did the huddle and and everyone in my band is like man john's gonna be so like upset that he wasn't a part of this and i was sure, like sure. i'm outside selling t-shirts you know that's where i'm supposed to be you know, like, <laughs> you're doing your job it, is it, your thought exactly. right exactly so mean, like there's a you know a moment where I could have just walked away from that and just been like oh man I really w- wish I was you know a part of this doing the whole like backstage thing but really it's right, like, that, right. that means nothing to me the only thing that matters is when we played that show like I know for a fact that like Brian and Pete from the Souls were watching us backstage and like when I look back and we finished our set and they were back there clapping and like awesome that fu- awesome that that's awesome, got to be a know? great feeling that's yeah, great yeah, yeah. so. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, my job is to sing a song and then go, you know, to the merch table. There you go, man. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. It, it, there, uh, to me, it's almost like see, there should be more people like you that do that, you know, in bands because it, it's rare. Usually, you know, you get a band, a touring band. It's like a buddy of the band or somebody like that, or they bring somebody like the the quote unquote roadie person <laughs> or whatever is there doing it. And it's like twenty years of the quote unquote roadie. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Know, like, I I mean, I went to. Uh, I went and saw a band last night. I'm not going to say their name, but there were no band members there. It was a bigger one of the bigger shows. There were no band members selling their stuff. And I was like, that's kind of not really cool. You know, it's like one of the reasons I like to go, like, look at T-shirts is to go, like, you know, oh, because, like, if I wanted to talk to you, I knew right where to go. Like, I'll go to the merch table because that's where John is. Like, for other bands, it's like, oh, yeah, I want to talk to this dude. Like, hey, maybe we could do something in the future or something like that. Because it's a great way to go and talk and 
just get to know somebody from the band. But if you got a roadie or, or, or a merch person, then it's like, eh, are you kind of too cool for school? You know, and see, I don't know. That's my thought. Yeah. You know, I don't know that that's necessarily Dude, true. We're from but. Seattle, you know, and it's like, if I'm going to come play shows in Florida, you know, I'm going to like make sure that I'm available and like hanging out with people. And sure, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. There's when you're out there, there's a certain element of okay, it's not just your set. You kind of have to do other stuff. Uh, right, there's like a the lot band. more to it than that yeah, for sure. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 this is I'm not. This is not a complaint. Like I love doing. It. I love meeting the people and talking to them. And over the years, people, you know, it's amazing. I mean, people connect with the songs, and it's been awesome. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, it. it well, I would say, uh, just by, I've learned a lot about how you do things and how Dead Bars operates and all that. And I mean, obviously from playing with you guys in the past, but. The way you do things is pretty rad, I think. So that's a great amount of success on a personal level and like as a band. That's pretty spectacular to me, you know. So. Do you like good music? Unlike the song you just heard. Well, head on into Red Brontosaurus Records, located at 3044. North Park Way in the North Park neighborhood of San Diego, California. They have the finest selection of records in town. The punk, classic punk, hardcore, and pop punk selections are bar none. They also have most other genres of music available. Uh, they even have a yacht rock section. Imagine That's pretty incredible. That's not all they have at Red Brontosaurus Records. However, they do have a fine selection of movies, video games, and more. So visit Red Brontosaurus Records today, once again, at 3044 North Parkway in San Diego, California. You can reach them by phone at 619-795-1282 or on the internet at www.redbrontosaurus.com. Um. Well, let's go to uh, let's go to New Jersey. All right, let's do my, it. My All home right, my state fellow, as well. Yeah, yeah. So exactly, um, where what part of New Jersey are you from originally? A town called Rockaway, New Jersey. Rockaway. Now, where where is Rockaway? North or South North, Jersey? North Jersey. Yeah. Oh, Morris you're a North. Oh, you're a Northerner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Southern. <laughs> I'm a South Jersey redneck. So, oh, yeah. and you're <laughs> is oh, yeah. lots it, of would farms. You, would you? There is. Yeah. And would you say is there that view? being from north jersey because mm. i kind of knew that already and mm. i, I yeah, was kind of goading it, yeah. you into this of point course, but yeah. um being from north jersey do people in north jersey look at people in south jersey and go ah oh, they're kind of a bunch of hicks they're a bunch of rednecks kind of unless if you live on the shore then it's kind of a little different story the not shore in my is experience the beach, by the way never looked down on anybody but yeah you're not the kind of guy i don't think that looks down on people but for sure definitely G- not, generally speaking i did would not say. know a lot of the towns like didn't know where things were like Super un- still to this day, very unfamiliar with a lot of the area. There's not really yeah. much there. I mean, there is, but it. Well, I just went back a few years ago or a couple years ago, and I was like, oh my god! Like I moved to California when I was eight years old from South Jersey, and I go, I go back there, and I was like, oh wow, it's like it looks kind of exactly the same as it did. There's just some newer houses or whatever, but yeah. So, but the north though. Um, people in the south the opinion of people in the north is oh they're all like 
there's just a bunch of mobsters and wannabe <laughs> like New Yorkers up there. You know, they're all city folks up there. That's not fair either, I don't think, because North Jersey's actually pretty tight, man. It's all right. It's there's nothing yeah, wrong I mean, with I it. I lived there my, my whole life. Uh, I moved to Seattle when I was twenty two, I think. Yeah, twenty two. So did the de- did you did you had you already started the kind of the process of um, doing the dead bar scene while you were in Jersey, or was that did that come after you moved to no, Seattle? Mo- I moved to Seattle because I had a friend that moved there, also from Jersey. He went to go live with his brother out there. And I went to college 2005 to 2009, and it was like when I graduated from college, there was it was like recession, you know. Oh there was, yeah, there was just like yeah, no, 2009, right? There was I mean, no oh, opportunities, dude, yeah, you know. I mean, maybe yeah. there was, but at the time, I just it felt like there was not that much <laughs> stuff, and I looked at it as an opportunity to be like, okay, I'm gonna do something completely different. My friend is moving out here. Um, we had jammed before me and another buddy had jammed with him and I was like interested in maybe starting a band and like I was like really interested in in a city like Seattle where it's like in everything that I read about it and like you know observed and like the bands that I knew were from there it's like wow you can like work a job and still play a bunch of music yeah and I really wanted to move to a town where because I was kind of like I don't think I'm gonna be touring or you know I was just like I don't but I really want to still play, and I really like the idea of being in a town where you could play a lot and still, like, you know, and just be, like, And local. have a regular, have a job and, you know, making enough money to yeah. be able to kind of support what you're doing as a band, too, and yada, yada. There's a lot more opportunity for that in than in North Jersey and Seattle, would you say? I, I think that what it was is, like, with Jersey, it was, like, you kind of had to go play shows at least like 45 or an hour away you have to leave where you're at yeah so like let's say i'm in north jersey yeah it's close to new york but like it's gonna take an hour to get there oh at least right yeah oh yeah yeah you can play down the shore you can play in philly everything's close right but you're never playing like within 10 minutes of your house right 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 i could have moved to new york but i was like i'm not into that you know i was not I wasn't. Did really you want to get away from the East Coast a little bit yeah, too? I totally was just like, I want to do something. Why did you? Why would you say you wanted to get away a little bit? I just wasn't wanted feeling, to change, or you was just not didn't? feeling new. My only options really was like New York, Philadelphia. That's where I had friends that were living. Okay, in Philly, and sure. So it's sure. like if I wanted to get out of my hometown, like I could do those two things, but nothing really spoke to me out of terms of like. You just weren't feeling it. Wasn't like, feeling. Yeah, it. No, I don't really want to live in the. Yeah, so of those my, like I said, I had one friend that lived in Seattle. There was no rhyme or reason about it and i i just was like let's just do it uh, me and my friend um moved out there and we had intentions of starting a band and we did i played drums in a band out there for a little bit and but you know it takes so long to like get established and like find an apartment i was living like in a closet for a little bit out oh, there like, yeah. i had three people living yeah, in a yeah. one bedroom apartment wow. uh, in seattle that we were like renting month to month like kind of behind right, like a, right. uh, uh, landlord's back and it was just like it took me a little bit to like get a place find a job and so then all the music stuff happened after that. But, th- no, there wasn't any reason other than to try to start being in a band where I didn't have to tour. Funny enough. like I was, Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, funny like enough. you could be in your town and play shows and have fun and, yeah. like like you said, drive, like, 10 minutes and here we go. We can yeah. play a show. Like, I oh, walked recording a studio. There's, town, like, 20 to. of them in Seattle or however, however many there are. You know, like, there's a lot more opportunity to, to do music stuff there for there's sure. music seven nights a week at m- like multiple, s- multiple places, multiple right. places that yeah. are all within like walking distance or a mile from my house. You know? Wow. So, that's great. Yeah. 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 So I get that motivation. That makes sense yeah. for sure. And, and it was like kind sense. of a thing where it was like 
just do something like you said. Do you just want to do something, a change or whatever? That was definitely there too. So. Okay, got it, yeah. got it. All right, good, good. Um, what what's your favorite part? Speaking of Seattle, what what's your favorite part about Seattle? What do you like the most about Seattle? You know, it really is a small big town like i mean i can't tell you how many times i'm walking around downtown seattle at least especially when i first moved there like that i would just i only that's literally the first week i moved there i only met like two people and i went downtown probably a couple times that week and saw those two people and i was like this oh wow is crazy you know and i was like were you going to like a venue or something like that or um, were you going to one was just like walk like they were just probably just going to work around. or something yeah, yeah, yeah and then uh one was yeah like a venue or going to get some food or a bar or something but i just it's it's kind of a small town but it's it's becoming more of a it's becoming more of a big city and there's a lot of like um there's a lot of um construction like built oh, sure. being yeah. built up it's like built not up just um, yeah yeah not just economy wise but just like physically there's more buildings there now and yeah. it's like office yeah. buildings so um my favorite part probably is um the weather i love the weather you love the weather i okay. love the cool. weather cool. Like, i do too up there yeah, yeah yeah i'm a fan i'm a big like, fan i that. that like every time i go on tour and we go into different parts of the country because it's never okay so the thing about seattle is never extreme um, it's just you kind of go from this really pleasant, beautiful summer that's just like seventy to eighty degrees and right. sunny. Never gets super all the hot. time. Never gets humid like yeah, crazy no or humidity. anything like that. Right, so right. you have that for probably like three months straight, no rain, and then all of a sudden it'll start getting like a little bit colder, a little bit rainier. Um, but then all of a sudden it just stays like that. So if you can put up with the little bit of cold, little bit of rain, definitely gray. Lots yeah, of like a lot. Right, right. And to be honest, like after a few years, that does get to you. Like does that it start wearing on you a little bit? Seasonal affective stuff. Right, um, right. Definitely is real, but I would take the cold and the gray and the rain than freezing cold and snow. Sure. Or like out of control, like swamp <laughs> where, yeah, where we're at right now. Heat with yeah. humidity on top of it and everything else. That's yeah. So that's gnarly. It's, yeah, it it yeah. is amazing that I, like I said, what you said, what's your favorite part? And I honestly like the reason why I still live there. I think is because of the weather. No Plus, kidding. I like All my right, I good. like my job. Yeah. I like the people I work with. I like um, I like my band. You know, what I mean, like sure, we have sure, sure. you know we have a good thing going on, and yeah, we're just doing our. You're thing. happy with I'm you're happy, happy with, with being yeah. there. Yeah. Um, what's your least favorite part of Seattle? Would you say? So this is. This is funny, I think, to people that are going to be listening. But when I moved to Seattle from New Jersey, I moved there because it was cheaper to live in downtown Seattle than in my hometown in New Jersey. Wow. My hometown, oh, wow. my hometown in New Jersey, probably in 2009, you could not rent an apartment for like less than a thousand bucks. Oh wow. Um, wow! And then in Seattle, you could rent your own apartment for 600 bucks. Oh yeah. And we yeah. had a really big one bedroom apartment. That we divided into three parts and we paid seven fifty. Oh and, my god! You know it was yeah, like, yeah. I remember being there and I remember talking to people that were from other parts of Washington. They were like, "Oh my god, Seattle's so expensive." And I was like, "No, you have no idea. Like, like this no, is no, it's not. This not is then so, it wasn't. Yeah, well, yeah. But now that now I'm going to my least favorite part now is it's become a very expensive. City. That's what I've heard a lot you know, about that. Yeah, that yeah. is the most unfortunate thing. As it used to be pretty like working class and like lots of musicians and you can make sure. it as an artist and you could do a lot of you do a lot of things but it's really expensive but that's the real i tour a lot and i go to a lot of different cities and we i any city that you've heard of if you name a city and you've heard of it 
they're they're experiencing the same the same exact thing. Things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like but, a friend that of mine that lives in Maine was saying. Right. She was telling me the same thing that in Portland, like, oh, they raised our rent from like seven hundred a month to like twelve hundred a month or something. Like what? Wow. Yeah. Really? Like, there's not a lot in Maine, really. Like, not a lot of opportunity or anything like that. Like. Why? But yeah, it's going on like everywhere. everywhere I think it's across the major, the like the city, like I said, like notable cities. I think it's yeah. definitely happening. Yeah. Too. If you said, you know, name small town, Amer- you know, America, it's like, oh, yeah. we're, we're moving yeah. here. I think, you know, you, you, you could still probably could find still a place for pretty it. cheap. But yeah, then yeah, it's yeah. like, what is going on there, right? So nothing. And you have to drive an hour to get to work or right. whatever, you know? So, so it's, that's or drive an hour to get anywhere, you know, to drive an hour to get to the Walmart or something. So. Yeah, that's my least favorite part. It's very um, stereotypical, ge- you know, like generic answer. But yeah, yeah, it, it's it, expensive wish, as shit. Yeah, yeah I wish yeah, it was yeah, yeah. probably probably equal to where you live. San Diego, honest, at probably. least. Yeah. yeah, that's I've heard so, uh, similar things. Like not as bad as maybe San Francisco or Los Angeles or something it's like that. Probably but like right it's, there. It's up there. It's, it's the like top up there. three uh, or four most, most expensive. I would say, places I would say New live. York. San Francisco, L.A., Seattle, if I were to guess. Yeah, you're you know? probably right. Yeah. yeah, I'll look into that. I'll have to research that a little bit. So. <laughs> you're going to get some facts? <laughs> we'll get some yeah. facts. Okay, yeah. I'll do I'll do an intro and an outro part on it. Update the listeners? And then I'll update it at the very okay. end. Right. So, <laughs> um, the other question I had, really, before we're, what we're going to do, we're going to do one more question on this, and then I'm going to move on to a quick, like, kind of rapid-fire, festy kind of okay. question cool. thing. Yeah. Uh, one question – I had is that now it does seem like in the last couple of years you guys have been touring more than you had been in the past. Uh, what do you what do you enjoy the most? And we maybe we kind of already touched on this. What do you enjoy the most about touring? What's your favorite part of going on tour and being out there playing music and stuff? Or is that the answer? You just like being out there and playing music, kind of thing. I want my favorite part is playing shows in front of people and getting to meet people and, and talk to them and make a difference i mean it sounds like really s- stupid but i i do no i don't think that's yeah, stupid I, at all i, do I don't think really it's stupid at all. like i know how much music like did, it, it, know, means it, it means a lot it means people. a lot to me and like i know how much how what i felt when i went to see bands that i really liked and i yeah. know what it felt like to you know just be i'm a sucker for catchy songs too and i just really love like when you can go and just like be in a room with people singing along and i like doing that for myself but i also like being able to to be there for other it, people it does it brings other people ha- you're yeah. literally like spreading some happiness and joy a little bit i mean yeah. so, no matter you know that's not an egotistical thing to feel or say like my band brings you know that's just the case i mean music is fundamental to uh human beings being like happy really it is yeah. and that is so do i so it's fair to say kind of you you're spreading the good word of dead bars but bringing happiness to people in some small way and yourself that's kind of the 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 end uh, answer to that yeah i think that um so again i'm going to quote my favorite band bouncing souls um they had a quote you know where it was like you know, people's lives, everyone's stressed out. You know, there's lots of things going on in people's world. But if they, you know, they can come to a show and forget about everything. Not not just, like, the stresses, but just, like, be able to be in, like, that moment. Sure. For just, like, sure. that set. And be able to, for the, the band and the audience, be one. You know, like, which yeah, is, yeah, like, yeah. you know yeah. about, you know, especially with punk music. Like, there's a thing where it's, like, 
There's, there's, no, there's not a separation. Like, this is us. Right, the crowd and the know? audience are, like, so close together. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And yeah. if that can occur for 20 minutes or 30 or an hour or something like that, that's the best part. And just doing – just besides that, just being able to be, like, do a good job at, um, you know, just personally being, like, okay, I've been playing music for a long time. I think we're a good band. Like, you you're, ha- you're happy with what you're doing. Yeah. You're happy with uh, uh, not only what you're doing but also – you're happy with uh, your the way you do it and your skill level and all that stuff. Like you're just yeah. like it satisfies you to do what you do, kind of thing. Because yeah? also touring, I think, is the best way you can like perfect your, as a band and perfect what you're doing. So yeah, that sure, is like a big sure. thing for me. It's it's a very selfish thing. Uh, no, I don't think yeah. it is at all. Because right. you're doing like you said. I mean, you're out there kind of uh, bringing the happiness that you feel it in a band. Uh, you're out there doing your thing and you're bringing that to people who are going to feel great after they see or have, like you said, lose themselves and be really happy for that 20 or 30 minutes that you're playing. So, and, and, and like, you know, kind of like ambassadors of goodwill to the people of the world. And it's a stupid thing to say it that way, but it's kind of true in its own way, you know? So I hope so, man, because like we're, we're like, you know, the songs are about many different things. They're personal. They're about. That's uh, what I get from your lyrics. Yeah. Some of most of them see, feel like it seem like they're fairly personal. For yeah, sure, but so. it's never meant to. I'd never want to bring anybody down, even if it's about something that did bring me down. I want it to be an uplifting experience. Or sure, song sure, or whatever. sure. And, you know, like how good you feel as a unit um, being a band on the road when you have a great show. Oh, yeah. How, God, how, you feel how, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, how yeah. everybody in your in your band just. It just makes the whole. It makes doing tour. Imagine touring and feeling like you didn't do a good job. Like not one, not two. Like the whole. Like the, whole time, the whole time. It'd be like, absolutely miserable. Yeah, you'd be would, miserable. Th- like I would never be doing this. No, no, no. Yeah. I'd quit. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, now I'm not happy, so I'm done. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's how. That's that's why you keep doing it. Because ah, yeah. cool. Okay. All right. I like that. Okay. So all right. Let's get to our 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 questions all right, or best questions. Um, so how many, and I think you actually answered this earlier, but how many, how many Gainesville Fests have you been to? I, I believe that this dead is bars. Dead Bar's sixth. Six one. Sixth it, all, all in a row? All in a row. All in a row. So going back to like 2013. Wow. So you, you guys did it from basically like your first year of being a band. You came out and you did Fest. I think it was 24. I think it was 2014. the uh, 2014. Let's actually count it. Oh, yeah. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Yeah. Six? Yeah. yeah, perfect. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I know the math yeah, like, okay, let's, let's too. Okay. I was like, oh, wait a minute. He's not. No, that. Oh, yeah. You got it. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it was the year after because we, we had ended up um, we we had ended up having a, a, a EP out um, earlier in 2014. What what was that? Your very first it was, EP? It was just, it's just it's self-titled Dead Bars Dead EP. Bars. Dead Bars and, EP. Okay, um, got so it. we had got had it. that out. And I believe that we were interested in i mean it makes so much sense i was like the first thing i thought was like we should go play fest yeah you know, like, yeah so you knew about fest before that i, I mean. did i mean i didn't really know who to talk to or to get on but all you gotta do is ask a couple questions and uh you know you'll you'll find the right person and yeah so we got on that first year i really don't think that i honestly think we played with tilt wheel on the first year i remember you probably did yeah, yeah that was, was one of the years i didn't go though right. i know that for sure so but uh we I don't think we knew what to expect, and honestly, we had a great reaction from the first one, and we've been invited back ever since. So cool, we cool. are. Yep, it's been awesome. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, um, what what band would you say for fests 
uh, this is Fest 18, right? I got yes. confused for a minute. Okay, good. Um, what band would you say you were looking the most forward to seeing? And have you seen them yet? Or are they going to play yet? Or for, thi- for this year? This year, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Like one band, try and narrow it down to one band, whatever. I mean, if you if there's more than one, that's fine too. But is there anybody you're like, God, I can't believe they're playing. That's so rad. I can't wait to see this band or something like that. Yeah, honestly, like they're the. It's a tough. There's a it's bunch, tough because like this is probably the best lineup. And to be honest, I probably miss. I wanted to see like the Bronx, and I wanted ah, to see yeah, Torch. Me too. And there me was too. bands that I wanted to see, but it just. Like it was like the time we played all these shows and it, right, our time didn't, right, didn't right. Uh, add up. So I think the bands I wanted to see, I wasn't able to. Um, but the bands that I I walked in and saw these amazing, like I saw this band called Oh the Humanity do a Saves the Day cover set, and I was so happy. Like I really, I really cool. like that band. Cool. Cool. Uh, I really like Saves the Day, and I never heard Oh the Humanity, and they kind of blew me away. So that's the best part about Fest is like. Not having kind of the sk- discovering some new stuff, kind of like yeah. randomly too, right? You're yep. just like, wait, what's that? Like, oh my god, that's incredible! Like, holy shit! Yeah. For me, it was I, the band that played right before us was that Wolfface. 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 Fucking yeah. awesome, oh, dude! Yeah, did you so see good. their Misfits cover set before you guys I, did? I did. By the way, Dead Bars played a Cox Bar cover set last night at the very end of the night, which I very unfortunately drunkenly missed, but I did catch <laughs> Wolfface doing a Misfits cover set that. Had me just going, dude. It was amazing. Oh, look at this guy. Oh, it's CJ uh, from up? Death Bars. That's right. the advantage of being at Fest. Uh, so, special guest. guest. Yeah, special guest. <laughs> what up? Hi, CJ. How are you doing, man? Oh, I'm just living the dream, bud. Good, good. Me really too. Me too. Myself. This is my friend Dita. Hi, Dita. How you doing? Hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Here, I'll shake hands real quick. All right. Very good. Hey. Very good. So, yeah. so okay. Um, the... Uh, do you do you enjoy partying while you're at fest? Would you I say I do? I'm not a I'm not a drug guy. I don't do good drugs good okay yet, good. But good, I good, like good. I enjoy um I enjoy tasty adult beverages. Beer specifically? I, yeah, I really like beer. You're a beer guy. Um, okay, cool. Because I don't know. I'm able to kind of like I don't my personality doesn't really change. I don't think like uh, no. Nah, you're pretty. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've I don't seen l- you drink, and you don't like get told. I've never seen you like super shit. I, I mean, really, I haven't hung out with you a ton, but I mean, I've never seen you like really super shit faced. Like, yeah, I don't you know? really like getting like that. So like cruising on beers, uh, and I love watching bands and being able to like you know party and have crush a couple beers, beers yeah, have fun. I love, and yeah, no, yeah, yeah. that's what we in Seattle. That's what we do. We, crush cool. beers like go out, cool. go see bands so yeah definitely a drinker uh no drugs i might take a you know a shot of something if you if you twist, really twist your arm you really really convince me <laughs> i might do a shot with you maybe. all right gotcha gotcha yeah. i'm not a hard alcohol guy i'm yeah. only a beer guy for the record yeah. so and honestly like for real like you know if you if you do drugs that's cool too but like i've just i've seen a lot of people Get you know, taken it, down. Yeah, it's just not, it. yeah, it's not that yeah. cool. So. No, no, it's not. It's rough, man. It's rough. What do you? What would you say? What's your favorite thing about Florida in general? The state of Florida. Yeah, I really like the. I I know I was talking about the weather uh, before, but specifically like this area, like Gainesville. Like Gainesville I really area. like the weather. Like it's always. It's not as oppressive as um, we were in St. Petersburg. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. I mean, like that was intense. Yeah, I couldn't. And that this is it was oct- like almost end of it was October, like ninety degrees at like like hundred at night. Yeah, yeah it, was dude, it was gnarly. Yeah, yeah. So I do like the 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 weather of just being like warmer from. Oh, well, you live in San Diego, so you, yeah, you don't really yeah, know yeah. what I'm talking yeah, about. We're but completely like, spoiled. The cold, yeah, yeah, the cold 
it does get to you the cold and gray but um i don't know i like the music scene here like a lot of florida bands yeah um, a lot of great bands from florida I really good yeah. bands yeah. and just good people all around great a ton of great people yeah. for sure awesome okay uh so flip side of that what do you dislike the most about florida about florida say? yeah could be a rough question but huh. is there a, is there anything that you're like oh man florida's great like the bands the people the weather in gainesville like blah 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 when we're there you know but man fuck i hate this blah really bad drivers <laughs> there <laughs> are so like, oh they're lunatics. horrible dude they're insane lunatics like insane. I, I saw you know trucks insane. going backwards on a on an interstate highway being right. like missing the exit by like half a mile and are just like and they're backing, backing down yeah. the freeway yeah, yes we saw the same things yeah, out dude. of out of control uh, right just out of control Okay, good. Yeah. That's a great, that's actually absolutely like the best answer. Like, right. I agree. And uh, we were talking about Mike Eckel, who was the bass player at Tillwheel a long time ago, or not a long time ago, a couple of years ago. He just moved here from San Diego. No he lives kind of in the Tampa area. And that he got a car and he was telling me the first, he's all, dude, the fucking drivers in this town, goddamn this place, like, nobody can drive. Everybody drives like assholes here. You know, it's like, Wow. Okay, and drive riding all around with him. I'm like, oh, dear God, you're right. Dude, this place is gnarly, man. Yo, I gotta take a bathroom break. Okay, cool. Know. Here we can okay. pause it right. real quick. Okay. okay. Now the next question is gonna be kind of a stock question for me a little bit. Okay. Um, that I ask every band or or anybody I talk to generally. What was the best burrito you ever had? What type of burrito was it, and where did you have it? Would you say? Um, has to be a burrito. Can't be a taco or anything like that. Okay, it has to be a burrito. Do you, or, or do you eat burritos? Oh yeah. You oh, do? Okay, yeah. good oh, man. Yeah. Okay, who doesn't? Definitely. Right. I mean, that's oh, the thing. So who doesn't? good. Um, all right. I believe it was probably in San Diego somewhere. Ah, yes. yes. <laughs> but I don't think it was in San Diego. I think it was a little bit south. I think it was right near the border. Oh, like uh, Chula Vista or something yeah, like that's, that? Yep. That's, okay. Yep. Oh, they're, dude, that's great. Mexican I went food. to, great I, honestly, you probably know Vista. the place that I went to. I cannot remember the name of it. but No, it there's was, so many in San yeah. Diego. I know, like, the ones that everybody talks about, you know, but yeah. there's so many. Well, there's no, the, so, so many. we went to, is it Chula Vista? Yeah, Chula Vista is like okay. a big city near the border, like yep. one of the biggest cities closest. So I to went the to a, a place there, and it was a, I believe, a steak, like uh, carne asada. Carne asada. Carne asada. Okay. And it okay. was, I mean, it was so good. Like mind blowing. Okay. And also, I really like. I don't know. It's something weird about the, uh, the tortillas there. Like, just they're so much better than anywhere else in the country. I, I don't know. They're handmade yeah. every day. That's okay. one thing. Like there are tortilla factories. You know, tortilla, like crafters makers all over san diego and that's okay. all they do is make tortillas for these restaurants and for stores and stuff and that's that's one of the other things that everybody says is like you know i like the burritos up here like um that hammer bombs from oakland said no no bay area burritos are way better than san diego but you guys have the best tortillas so the tortillas yeah the, the tortillas, tortillas are amazing and, uh, and the, yeah, the, yeah. the particular uh yeah carne asada that i had was Amazing. Oh, great. That's a great answer. Okay, now, last question. All right. Last question. If you could, you know, you being the singer of the band, right, and now knowing, like, how you kind of wrote a lot of the stuff initially, at least um, it makes this question maybe a little bit more interesting, but if you could have, and you could maintain dead bars, too, keep this in mind as I say this, as a separate band, 
if you could form any kind of like super group of who would be in your band you being the singer so you need to pick two guitar players a bassist and a drummer as the foundation for like the super super group of people that you would want to play in a band like a dream band like oh god i mean i understand you're like you're saying you're super happy with your band now but just think let's make it more interesting instead of that instead of saying no you can keep dead bars just say for some reason the fates or whatever said no dead bars cannot exist anymore but guess what lucky john you get to pick any musician living or dead in the entire world in the entire history of humanity to be your band from now on who would it be who do you think it would be man that is a really, really it's a really gnarly hard, question it's like I never even don't put too, my, about, yeah. my advice is don't put too right. much thought into it so okay cool well let's all right we'll get we'll get kind of interesting here so okay. <laughs> right <laughs> so maybe we'll have Rivers Cuomo from Weezer, but not he has he's not allowed to sing. He's only shredding guitar solos. Okay, okay, all right. I really okay, like okay. I really I really like uh, Weezer guitar stuff. Okay, cool. yeah, yeah, Weezer guitar yeah. stuff's great. I agree yeah. with you. All right, cool. Love Weezer cool. guitar stuff. So we'll have we'll have that for a guitar player. Let's have oh man. Let's have Lemmy play bass. Uh, great answer. So far, best bass player answer I've let's, heard. Let's so, have, we'll have all right. Lemmy, we'll have yeah, Lemmy yeah, play yeah. bass. And then for drums, oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, this being is, a drummer yourself, too, which I never knew yeah. about you. Oh, that yeah. I could. I was like, oh, well, no, actually, because I am the drummer in my dream band. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to be the one playing the drum. Oh, never mind. So, Man, like. That's it's so it's so hard. Uh, that is, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. The drummer one's tough because I kind of did think about it like, oh, who? If I did have to pick a drummer, who would I pick? But I don't know. Whatever. Let's be corny. Keith Moon, you know. All right, cool. Yeah. That Keith Moon was a fantastic drummer. Yeah. You still needed one more guitar player. One more right? guitar yeah, player. One more guitar let's, guy. Let's let's uh, do. Um, oh man, another kind of crazy question. Who's an amazing rhythm guitar player? Oh, there's, Wait, so, there's a lot. Just ask there's you. So I got to think, I gotta think so of many. this. <laughs> yeah, um, that's on you, man. I can't help you. I can't help you. Let's do... Uh, oh, man. Let's do Billy Joe from Green Day. He's in the band, too. Great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That's that's the band. That's a That band would be band. tight, man. That band, that would, band be would be pretty tight. Ah, I like that band. Dude, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. All right, John. Yeah, we're all yeah. done, man. We this gotta, has been we had a good one. So really, really fun. Thanks, yeah. John. You're welcome, Thank John. You. Yeah, anytime, man. Awesome. All right, buddy. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Signing and, uh, off. Yes, sir. Signing off. All right. John from Dead Bars. Good night.